Welcome to the Insurance Brokers Podcast with your host, Sarah Myerskoff. This business podcast is for ambitious brokers determined to grow their business. Our guests are highly experienced industry experts and innovators. This is the place to leverage their success, learn how to break through barriers to growth, and discover a community of support and ideas whilst growing your business. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Insurance Brokers Podcast. Today, we're delighted to be talking to Melissa Collett, who is the Professional Standards Director at the Chartered Institute of Insurance. Melissa works incredibly hard to raise awareness of best practice and drive ethical behaviour through engagement with the profession and external stakeholders. Melissa has an extensive background in consumer insurance and legal issues. She spent over a decade at the Financial Ombudsman Service, held directorship at Fairer Finance and sits as a tribunal judge. Melissa is also a qualified solicitor, having specialised in insurance law, and we're really pleased to be talking to her today. Today's podcast will specifically be around how the CII is helping brokers in the current pandemic and what you can do to access support. Welcome, Melissa. Melissa, thank you very much for joining us on the Insurance Brokers Podcast. I'm quite excited to uh, have a chat with you. I know we've had some previous conversations about all things CII, so I think what you have to say will be really interesting to the audience. Thank you, Sarah. I'm delighted to be here. So, we are largely talking about how the CII is helping brokers in the current pandemic, which seems to be all everybody's talking about at the moment, this bloody pandemic. With that in mind, would you like to just give us an overview of the CII's approach and your plans over the next few months for supporting brokers? Absolutely. Thank you, Sarah. And thanks for this opportunity to be on the Insurance Broker Podcast. I um, really wanted to come on today because we are doing a lot behind the scenes to help our members and our learners cope with the current crisis. And obviously, insurance brokers are one of our key stakeholders. Many of our members are from the broken community, including uh, many of our chartered members. So we've had a look at all the ways we can help them during this difficult time. So I would suppose brokers are all thinking about their clients and how they can help you know, their own customers at this time. So that's why we wanted to look at some of our processes, particularly around corporate chartered status, uh, so that insurance broking firms who are corporate chartered, they have an easier time of it when it comes to renewing that status with us year on year, because we know that their, their, their focus and their concentration right now is really on helping customers. So we wanted to help them just reduce the burden a bit for them. So that's one of the ways that we wanted to reach out to the broken community. And what sort of changes have you made to the uh, chartered renewal process? Well, as part of our refresh of corporate chartered status uh, last year, we looked at it top to tail about sort of onboarding new firms and then keeping them within the chartered status year on year. And what we landed on was that every year, it's a complete application afresh so that we can check all the details all over again and make sure that they meet our criteria for corporate chartered status. But when we we were looking at this in the current crisis and, and firms coming up for renewal, we felt this was 
probably an unnecessary administrative burden for them at this current moment in time. So we introduced a new one-page declaration that any responsible member could complete. And it's really just confirming that all the information in last year's renewal or application still stands and is still correct and still applies. And really what we're doing is we're, we're trusting our chartered firms and, and, and the responsible member within the firms who's, who takes on board that responsibility, hence the title, to um, keep the obligations of chartered. And we're trusting them to confirm this information for us in the easiest possible way. So we've had some really good feedback from our firms who have uh, come up for renewal over the past few months. They've been able to, to confirm things have not changed for them and all their application details remain the same. And that way it's made the process a, a lot easier for them. Do you think that will be something that you'll carry into the future if and when this ever finishes or, or maybe parts of it? Well, that's a really good question, Sarah. And, you know, it's something that we're asking ourselves at this very moment, whether we can make the, this um, easier for everyone going forwards. It's something we need to weigh up the sort of checks and balances. Our obligation to protect chartered status and, and protect the integrity of the brand which means making sure everyone who holds that brand meets our, 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 our strict criteria. But at the same time, you know, the regularity of chesting that out is something maybe we can look at. So, yes, we are looking at that and we'll probably be going um, communicating with firms soon on that. I presume the onboarding process for firms that are just starting or, or have just achieved chartered status is something that's just been put on hold for the moment or have you have you had any firms come through in the last couple of months well we were always have new firms joining us at the same time there are some firms who who lapse but in we have had a net increase even during this period of, of crisis uh, which is really you know cheering to see and one of the things we were thinking about really and we've been talking to firms about firms who aren't chartered yet about using this opportunity to make that charter journey because with with some you know staff members maybe having more time at home maybe to concentrate on studying this is something that they can do uh, right now and perhaps you know as as a collective within a firm that they all can take this opportunity you know the saving time on commuting for example that they can all take this opportunity to learn obtain their CII qualifications and, and become chartered. So this could be really a great time to focus on that charter journey for some firms. And actually, you guys are doing an awful lot of stuff around encouraging and supporting brokers to do additional study, aren't you? Absolutely. I mean, one of the, the things, the highlights of this year so far before lockdown was the launch of our personal lines learning pathways. So this will appeal to a, a lot of broking firms out there who deal with personal lines. And it's free online courses for anyone and touching on personal lines. And so this is something, again, that it's the perfect opportunity for people to dip into these learning materials, many of which are free, and then see if they want to take the journey forward. And that's actually 
are really helpful. And for anybody listening that wants to have a look at that, I'll make sure that the link to the personal lines training is in the show notes. So please look at the show description and you will find that link if it is of interest to you. What about other things you're doing in terms of training opportunities for those who've maybe been furloughed or different e-learning products that you might have brought in? Yeah, so absolutely, Sarah. And I'd love to talk about that because, again, people um, may not realize, but people who are on furlough can actually still be learning during this time, although they're not supposed to be working because if they were working, obviously they should be paid for that, they can actually use this opportunity for training. And so we have loads of opportunities for people on furlough. For instance, they can use our e-learning platform, Broker Assess. And this is something that many brokers already use. We've introduced new materials and modules on about coronavirus all aspects really, you know, how it impacts on business interruption and also just modules around remote working and, and how to how to how to do that effectively. So all of this is available through broker assess. I would also mention that going back to the qualifications, anybody who wants to pursue a qualification at this time we are actually moving to, you know, and they're thinking about, well, how do I take my exams if everybody is remote? Normally, CII exams are at, take place at an exam center. And obviously, right now, that, that isn't possible. But I'm really pleased to say that we have now been able to roll out remote invigilation of exams, meaning wow. that people can, starting from July with certain exams and moving to all of our exams in further in the autumn will be available to be taken online just I, in the in the comfort of your home or wherever you wish to to do it is that something that will be specific to this period or is it something you intend to be make available even after lockdown finishes well, this is something we've been working on for a while and it's uh, the current crisis that has accelerated this drive to move online and and that's a really positive thing to come out of this crisis so that you know people can take exams wherever they are they don't have to travel to get to a venue now i think come the autumn and and hopefully lockdown will be um over or you know reduced by then i think that there will still be working with exam centers for those who prefer to take their exams in that kind of environment. But this will be, this is certainly the future. And so that will always, this remote possibility will be an option going forward. I uh, have a personal interest in that as well, because I'm working through my dip at the moment. And I, I used the reason of lockdown and the fact that I can't do my exam to stop doing any study. Oh, uh, shame on you. I know, <laughs> oh, terrible, terrible admission here. But uh, you might have just given me the kick up the behind that I probably needed because I have been procrastinating on this one for quite some time. Well, uh, you know, honestly, Sarah, I don't blame you. I mean, if, if there isn't an exam, then, you know, you might think, well, if I study now, I'll kind of forget before I get to sit the exam. So, I mean, 
this is why we would work really hard behind the scenes to to announce this. We had, we just announced this um, last week, actually. So yes, please get back on the uh, the learning track. That's me told. <laughs> start cracking open the books. I promise um, I will. <laughs> yeah. So um, I really hope you can can try out this new um, this new I'd, possibility. I'd love to. But you'll have to keep the kids um, <laughs> firmly tucked away somewhere. I shall lock myself in the office, much like I do when I'm doing podcast interviews. So hopefully we shouldn't get uh, interrupted by a tiny person. (laughs) Um, Just on the study conversation, but pivoting slightly. So the events and CPD opportunities that the CII have or do offer have pivoted hugely, haven't they? I know from my experience as the the Programme Secretary for Cambridge, but just seeing what I'm seeing across the CII it's all changed overnight and done very well. Oh, well, thanks for that positive feedback. I mean, I, I'm i really pleased to see this happen as well because uh, I was supposed to be going around the country to deliver sessions on professional standards. I was going to go to Belfast and Birmingham and Scotland and you know all, all over the UK delivering these regional events through the Professional Focus Conference now, I don't mind travel, but it was going to be a lot of time away from home. So what I've done now is I've recorded this, this session as a webinar. And now anybody anywhere in the country, I mean, anywhere, anyone anywhere who's a CII member can access this webinar. So, you know, it saved me a lot of um, train journeys. What do you think of that as a concept? Because how has it taken coronavirus for us as a, as a society to change to these levels of efficiency. I know social contact is very important, but if you're just thinking from an efficiency perspective, there's just no way that would have been a consideration previously. And yet the time saved and the accessibility of that information, both of those are hugely improved. I agree, Sarah. I mean, it, it does make perfect sense. To be fair, I believe that we would normally record the sessions anyway, so that people could, you know, have the slides and the recordings after the event. So I don't think the accessibility to the event has changed through the crisis. I suppose what's changed is that, you know, we won't be doing it face-to-face at the current time. And, you know, you do, I suppose, you have a concentration, you know, to, to watch a webinar and you do that in your own time. You don't have to travel anywhere, which is great. I suppose what I miss and what I think some members might miss is the networking that you can do at events. So that we'll miss by going online. But we, you know, we're finding ways of networking online now as well. I, I had a very interesting call the other day, which was with the Insurance Supper Club. And it was a purely networking call with about 25 uh, women and we all introduced ourselves and talked about, you know, our challenges, what we're doing, what we're up to. And uh, it was great. I think, you know, you can network with 25 other people without leaving your home. Incredible. I did a, a really interesting conference the other day with, I think there were about 15 people. And what we did was we talked through a few things and then we set out into breakout rooms. So there were two or three of us in a breakout room with five minutes to discuss a specific topic. And then we all went back in and shared our views. 
And then you did the breakout room again a bit later and you were with other people and it was so interesting. And that almost time constrained, we don't know each other, but we've just been put in a Zoom call and there's three of us and we've got this topic. It was so enlightening and and it was just fabulous. And I've been talking to one lady for about a minute and a half and we were kindred spirits. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. We should connect and have carry this conversation offline. That's also quite powerful. I agree with you. Some of these connections that I've made online have been really strong ones because I think you're really, really focused when you're on this kind of call. There's no distractions. There's no one trying to push a drink at you or a canapé or, um, you know, people across the room trying to get your attention. You know, it is very, very focused time. And uh, I agree. I, I just learned last week how to make a breakout group in Zoom. So um, it's a feature I'm going to practice. Definitely. It's really interesting. There's another technology I've come across, which um, Boston Tullis, my company, have partnered with another company called Sales Leavers. Um, we work together on a, a few different projects, but we're running a webinar. We're actually doing a CII webinar for Cambridge, but we're also running it for Boston Tullis. And it's, I can't remember the name of the... Um, of the technology, but it's excellent. What you basically do is if you've got your smartphone to hand, you can send a survey whilst you're online. So it might be an excellent one for this kind of conversation would have been if we had lots of brokers on the call would have been, do we know any stats in terms of how many insurance brokers have furloughed staff? If you're a broker, could you all just hover over this, click here and send your answers now. And all of that data is collected and then sent out to everybody. So it's it's opinions, it's subjective or it's objective. And it, it's just um, a really interactive webinar. And we're, we've practiced it, but we're running our first one in June. Really, really interesting technology. And if you don't need it, you don't look for it. But when you do need it and you come across it, you're almost astounded by how brilliant it is. I, I really love those interactive polls. And um Actually, the CII has been doing a poll recently on Twitter about exactly that, you know, how a broker is coping and asking a few key questions. And so, mm. you know, look out for the results on that. I yeah, think we've been very active on social media recently. I mean, obviously, everyone is is active these days, but we've wanted to really connect with our uh, Society of Insurance Broking members and so for this reason, we've been doing weekly magazines for all of our members. So we've increased the frequency there. And again, lots of a wealth of materials online, which all could potentially count towards CPD, good practice guides, a whole number of webinars, podcasts, lots and lots of materials there for brokers. Hopefully this will actually make it on the page as mm-hmm. well. One thing that Cambridge Institute, we've discussed quite a lot with Nick, the president, is um, this awkward thing that you guys had about the opt-out, opt-in for emails. So everybody had to re-opt-in, meaning a lot of people miss out on these kind of publications. So I suppose the point of mentioning it here is just because I obviously have opted in and what you guys are sending out is phenomenal. So for anybody listening, check your CII settings and check that you have opted in because Uh, If you haven't, you're missing out on a a wealth of interesting and informative information. So go check it quick. Absolutely, Sarah. And anybody could go on to our Society of Insurance Broking webpage and, you know, like I said, um, access that material. 
And also, equally, anybody could go onto their local CII Institute page and opt in, and then they'll be made aware of all the upcoming events. And I think it's worth mentioning, Sarah, how I think you touched on earlier how well the local institutes are adopting. Adopting? No, I think we mean adapting uh, <laughs> to the crisis. We're not adopting anybody. Um, not yet, anyway. <laughs> adopt, adopt a broker. Um, There's a new scheme uh, for you. <laughs> well, actually, I'll, I'll mention something that reminds me of something I did want to mention in a minute about mentoring. So we have a new mentoring scheme, which is, a, again, brilliant because it's totally remote. It's e connect that's the name of it and uh it's a completely online mentoring scheme so i talked to you i think before the call started i've been part of the 30 percent mentoring club and i've had a lot of face-to-face meetings with my mentee this e-connect scheme is totally online so you don't need to worry about face-to-face at all but you still get all the benefits of of a mentor uh, relationship and those people who are interested in and in, in if if they're looking for a mentee equally, please check out our eConnect scheme. And that then, sounds really interesting. Can you give me a bit more about who it's targeted at? So, if I am an insurance broker and it's my firm, or if I'm an account exec and I want to build up my career path, or who who's it aimed at, and how would people go about enrolling, and and what sort of what sort of structure is it? Sure. Again, we have a a page on our website so people can just search for eConnect and it is looking, I think it's, it's, it's pretty wide, Sarah. I mean, it's not for one particular kind of person. I think it's for people who are starting their careers or want to progress in their careers and those people who are, you know, interested in mentoring those people. It's as simple as that. And so we're, you know, we have a large bank of mentors and equally a large number of mentees looking for mentors of all shapes and sizes. So I would just encourage people that if they're looking for a mentor at this current time, and, and who isn't, you know, I have a mentor and I have a mentee, you know, and throughout my career, I've had that. And uh, you don't even have to have to put a formal name on it, but I've had those types of relationships all throughout my career. And I think they're incredibly valuable and I've got a lot out of it you know, helping me make some career decisions and then helping others, passing that on to others. So I totally encourage brokers to connect through. I I couldn't second that highly enough. I have a mentor as well. And one of the things that we're we're doing at Boston Tullis or one of the things in the pipeline is putting together some kind of mastermind mentor package for brokers because like you say, having that go-to person or group of people for your individual crises, worries, anxieties, ceilings that you hit is so incredibly powerful. And what I will do is I'll put the eConnect link in the show notes as well. So anybody that is interested in learning a bit more, please have a look in the show notes and I shall uh, make sure that eConnect is in there. I mean, the beauty of it is, Sarah, is that as a broker, let's say you're working for a small firm out in the regions, I mean, your network may be fairly limited. If you get involved in the local institute, it could be widened. Um, if you get involved in the, the Society of Insurance Broking, it could be widened still. And then this kind of mentoring scheme gives you access to the whole 
network of CII members. So it's just allowing you to find a mentor from a much wider pool of people than just someone who works in your local town, for example. I think it's really powerful, fabulous idea. Just on the um, mentorship, segueing slightly into support, mental health, social connection, I know you guys do an awful lot of things anyway, and some things have come out of coronavirus. I wonder if you can talk to us a little bit about your lunch and learn sessions and your coronavirus hub page and things like that. Sure, Sarah. And I, I really, um, I'd really like to highlight that because we have lots of things that people may be not aware of that the CII offers to its members and uh, to its to its firms that it that it works with. So our CDMs who work closely and you know have relationships with um, lots of our customers are offering this opportunity for a lunch and learn um, remotely where they can connect with lots of staff members of particular firms and explain all about the benefits of membership, which I think a lot of times people are members of the CII through their employer, maybe because their employer is chartered, a chartered firm, but they don't really have any information beyond, okay, I'm a member, great, um, now I can use the designation, for example, if I have a diploma or, or so on. Just people don't know what they can do and all the all the perks that are available. I mean, even things as as you know, like discounts on on buying things, a legal advice scheme, all kinds of member perks. That's just one end of the spectrum, and then all the other things we were talking about earlier, all those access to to networking, to members, to CPD, to free learning materials. So all this is is there for the taking if people just knew about it. So they can listen to this podcast. Hopefully they'll, they'll learn something new. And also, as I said, firms can invite in one of our CDMs and they'd be happy to talk to their staff through whatever medium and tell them more about this. Is so there a, um, a way to do that? Is there a particular CDM email address? Is there a particular page on a website that you can point me to? And I will put it in the show notes. So so brokers who, who think their staff could spend half an hour or an hour talking to your CDMs to get the full benefit of their membership can easily access. Sure, Sarah. I'm happy to provide that for you. Fabulous. And then anybody listening, it'll be in the show notes. It's going to be a long show notes today. Yeah, long show notes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brilliant. Just before we um, completely bamboozle everybody with all the wonderful things that uh, you guys can can (laughs) support them with, what about financial support? I know you're doing a lot of stuff to support brokers financially uh, through their study as well. Can you talk to us a bit about that? Sure. And and this is something very uh, close to my heart because right at the start of this crisis, I was thinking about how people, we were talking earlier about people on furlough can't work, but actually they've got this time on their hands. So what can they do with this time? Can they learn something new? Can they progress their career through getting a qualification? I mean, what a what a ripe opportunity if you're on furlough to actually, you know, get that certificate or diploma that you were always meaning to get. So this is something I thought, what would be a great idea if we could help people at this time who wanted to do that. The difficulty is 
their finances at this time is is not going to be as strong and healthy as it as it was before. So they've got time, but less money. You know that sort of conundrum that we all have sometimes. So that's why you know we we set up a scheme of financial assistance, and we're offering discounts of twenty percent for our online learning materials for those people, you know, brokers or any anyone who uh, wants to learn during this current time, but they're on furlough, so you know they have some financial limitations. So. Just again, I'll include a link in these uh, show notes that are lengthening as we speak. <laughs> you knew um, what the question was. <laughs> we'll, we'll include a link, but it's a pretty straightforward process and it's a 20% discount. So, you know, where can you go wrong with that? I think it's a, it's a no-brainer. I would like to also mention uh, for those people who may be unfortunately in a redundancy situation or have... Uh, had severe impact on their finances as a result of this crisis. You know, we want to recognize those people as well. And we still want to encourage them to use this time towards their own learning. So we are offering deeper discounts and assistance for those people who are, you know, in very difficult circumstances. So we would encourage really anyone to contact us. We have a, a dedicated team looking at these requests. And we hope we can come up with a solution that works for you. So please contact us. Fabulous. I, uh, I think that's really, really helpful. And um, I think if there's nothing else in the show notes, bar the links that you uh, have uh, suggested, then, um, you know, should be really valuable information to anybody. So anybody listening, I hope this has been helpful to you. I'm sure if you have any questions or anything that arises from this podcast that you're not sure on, please drop me an email and I shall pass it on to Melissa and between us, we can do our best to support you. Is there anything you'd like to add, Melissa, before we uh, sign off? I would again reiterate that anyone who wants to find out more, I'm more than happy for them to drop me a line at cii.co.uk or contact me through LinkedIn or Twitter always happy to talk to members and learners. And I just would like to say as well, Sarah, I hope that we get to meet again soon. Absolutely. Um, For a glass of lockdown wine, (laughs) non-lockdown wine. Non-lockdown wine, please. (laughs) And I hope we get to meet in Cambridge um, because I know you're a really dedicated member of the Cambridge Institute. And I I have a bit of a soft spot for Cambridge, as I've mentioned to you before. So I do hope uh, we get to see each other in Cambridge with a glass of wine in the very near future. Me too. Thank you ever so much for your time, Melissa. Are you happy for me to put your contact details in the show notes? Yeah, by all means. (laughs) Fabulous. I will do. Thank you ever so much for your time. Thank you, Sarah. Pleasure.